0: Thank you for making Locked on LSU and Locked on Auburn Podcast your first listens every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Joining the party is Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn. Yes! Zach, always a pleasure chatting with you. Want to get a temperature? Where are we at right now? How we yeah. Feel?
1: Do we yeah. need the, to talk? The most normal rivalry in all of uh, college football, right? Nothing weird ever happens. Never. No, obviously, no. sarcasm there. It's a weird one, right? Because yeah. Auburn doesn't really know who they are still in this Hugh Freeze era. And it's a little too far into the season to be saying that comfortably. But they had a bye week, Caroline. They're coming after uh, coming down to LSU after a bye week. And Hugh Freeze, historically, pretty good coming out of bye weeks, especially during his stint at Liberty. That's where they beat Arkansas a year ago. Malik Willis had his coming out party against Virginia Tech after a bye week. So, you know, some of those signature wins that he had at Liberty were coming out of bye weeks. Does he get his first signature win at Auburn after a bye week? Eh, maybe, but I guess it's possible. And that's where I want to
0: start is just the the unexpectedness of this matchup yeah. every single year. And I know that it might sound like a lazy argument to say, well, this game's always weird, so we don't really know what to expect. But really, I mean, last year, you know, Brian Harson in his final year at Auburn, Auburn didn't. I just felt like you, Auburn was an identity list team last year. Yeah. Jaden Daniels threw for 80 yards in that game took a scoop and score for lsu fans to maybe breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief and then you can go back to you know the game at tiger stadium in what 2017 where lsu came back where it felt like they were down 50 to nothing came back to win 2016 less miles can't manage the clock and then he gets fired and then yeah. the earthquake game and the barn burner game i mean this 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 rivalry yeah. has... all set our history. trees on
1: fire a few years ago.
0: Sorry about that.
1: That's okay. It wasn't I, you. It yeah, wasn't you. Well,
0: yeah. I I speak for the entire LSU fan base to say, uh, sorry, our bad. Didn't didn't mean <laughs> it. Uh, but sad that this is the final year where this is a, an annual game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the worst part and you and I both hopped on the locked on sec schedule reaction show and we both kind of shared the same sentiment. Like this is a fun rivalry. This rivalry is good for the sec. It's good for college football. It's good for sports in general. And it's a shame that we will be losing it every year, but Caroline going into this game, a big thing that I've talked about where kind of Auburn, I think has an edge is it's off of the football field. I want to get your thoughts on this. So LSU, two emotional games right they had to score they scored 50 points and lost which is crazy to think about I don't want to in oxford about they return home to practice and they go to columbia missouri and that game was closer than i think a lot of people realized. then obviously lsu pulled out towards the end of the game to ultimately win but you look at back to back road games where they had to score a lot of points mm-hmm. to either win or stay in it and then they return home, and they're 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 hosting an Auburn team that's coming off of a bye week. Do, do you think that matters, or is, am I looking at this through orange and blue glasses?
0: I I really don't know if it does. Yeah. Because I understand the sentiment of back to back road games in SEC environments, and it was like both of those games. I mean, they were emotional and stressful for me, uh, yeah. much less if you were on the sideline wearing an LSU jersey. I think there's a sense, and there's an aspect of it that concerns me: of back-to-back road games. Both were emotional. You come home, you play Auburn next week, you play Army, and then a bye, and then Alabama. That it's like maybe you sleep on this game a little bit. Maybe you're looking ahead to an out-of-conference, ideally less stressful and less emotional game against Auburn than a bye. Um, So I don't think it's there's no aspect to it, but I do think that that's just what this LSU offense is. That mm-hmm. this LSU offense is going to be able to put up points, whether you are home or whether you're away, whether it's close, whether you're playing a good defense, whether you're playing an average to below average defense, this LSU offense can just simply just put up points. And we've seen that yeah. week over week over week, like Mississippi State game. I thought, whoa, you know, where did this come from? I think that we've seen over the past couple of weeks that that, that was not a fluke. Um, so yeah, it's an emotionally draining game, physically draining games. You know, Jaden Daniels was very obviously hurting and very obviously banged up in the middle of that Missouri game. You know, he's in the end zone on his hands and knees, like very obviously in pain. Brian Kelly came out and said it was a it was bruised ribs. So testament to Jaden Daniels that he can continue to play and not just play, but play at a very high level and win that game for LSU, even when he was hurting. I just don't know how much of a of an investment I can put into well, now they've given it all they can give and they don't have any more to give. I think that this LSU offense just has far too much talent for it to kind of take a back seat.
1: It's explosive and and it appears deep. I mean, there's so many different weapons Jaden Daniels can go to and he's so good at seeing the entire field and taking what the defense gives them, right? And some of that is, Poor discipline by pass rushing. You know, with Missouri, they just wanted to go inside. Jaden's so good at just taking a few steps out and buying him an extra several seconds yeah. to see the field. Or, of course, he can use his legs to run. He's dynamic in so many different ways. But also, just seeing the coverage. I mean, he's more than just this athletic quarterback. He, he's able to see the field, and the game just seems slower to him than it does everybody else that's, that he's playing against. Which is which is a huge testament to what LSU has done with his development since he arrived there via the portal. But uh, I'm just interested to see your thoughts, Caroline, on where does this Auburn defense in your mind stack up versus the other defenses that LSU has played so far this year? It's it's a good
0: question because sure. you play Ole Miss, which Ole Miss is – Under Lane Kiffin, not necessarily known as a uh, imposing their will kind of defense. I mean, they gave up 650 yards to to LSU, 414 through the year to Jaden Daniels. I mean, that game was truly like a big 12, like Oklahoma, Texas in 2014 kind of game. Um, So it's not necessarily the best defense in the SEC, but I do think it's an improved defense under Pete Golding. I think it will be much improved over the next couple of years. Missouri, good defense. Not great defense. Um, I, they were able to get a pass rush, a decent pass rush, and Jaden Daniels, especially in the first half, able to you know limit. I think what LSU wanted to do in the run game, and I think that Logan Diggs was able to just overcome that. But Logan Diggs yeah. is the kind of back where maybe if any other back in the country gets two, Logan Diggs gets four and five. Um, he's he's done that over the past few weeks. I would say Auburn. Auburn's defense, just from what I have seen, of course, you and your listeners are much more well-versed in Auburn and their defense than myself or LSU listeners. Sure. I would put Auburn's defense above Ole Miss and maybe right around there with Missouri because Auburn, you know, it stopped the run for the most part. But then I look at, you know, Brock Bowers, over 100 receiving yards in that game at Jordan-Hare. Um, yeah. That's also Brock Bowers like he's just a freak like in an, an absolute freak of nature, um, but they were able to stop doors run game for the most part. I mean, DeJon Edwards is a back that can put up 100 plus points a game. They limited him to just about 75 mm. um, against Auburn a few weeks ago. So I do view that as an interesting aspect of that Auburn defensive front that Auburn run defense against an LSU team that really uses the run a lot, that uses the run to set up the pass, whether it's with the quarterback, whether it's with Logan Diggs, or whether it's with the rest of LSU's running backs, you know, Josh Williams, Noah Kane, so on and so forth. I think that'll be an interesting matchup in this game to watch.
1: Yeah. And Auburn's ability to rush the passer, I think is going to be crucial. According Mm -hmm. to pro football focus, Jane Daniels, 26% of his passes he's under pressure and that's just counting when he passes the ball it's not counting when he scrambles or chooses to leave the pocket and use his legs so LSU's offensive line is very good but the the opportunities for Auburn to end the play by keeping Jane Daniels in the pocket they're there but it's really hard to do and so can they can they do that mm-hmm. Auburn lost their starting defensive end for the season during mm-hmm. the bye week uh, Mosiah Nasili Kite he was a transfer from Maryland this offseason. So now it gives more snaps, you have to think, to Auburn's prized freshman, five-star defensive end, Keldrick Falk. Um, Auburn fans have been kind of wondering why he hasn't gotten more snaps. Mm -hmm. If Auburn's going to win on Saturday, they've got to rush the passer, and I think it's either going to come from the freshman, Keldrick Falk, or the defensive tackle that's had an outstanding year so far, Marcus Harris. Uh, for, so for the LSU folks, those are the two guys defensively up front that I think you need to keep an eye on.
0: And I think LSU fans might know, you know, an injury to a starter sometimes, sometimes is weirdly the best thing that could happen. That it's it's almost a blessing in disguise. And you know, I I, I don't mean to sound you know vulgar in saying that, but I think LSU experienced that. You know, Omar Spates was out against Mississippi State that gave Whit Weeks an opportunity, true freshman linebacker Whit Weeks to come in. And I think we all saw Whit Weeks is a dude. Like yeah. Whit Weeks plays not like a true freshman. Um, so it, it gives some of these younger guys or maybe the guys that don't get the opportunity to play gives them an opportunity to play and to prove themselves. Yeah. So uh, the unknown of that, of, of, a, of a player stepping up with injury is I think going to be a challenge for this LSU offensive line.
1: Whit Weeks is in, an incredible linebacker name, yeah. by the way.
0: Oh, it's great. And his brother is West Weeks. So the duo, the West and Whit Weeks, just chef's kiss.
1: Yeah, I uh, I can imagine their parents mixed up their names a million times with them growing up.
0: I have mixed up their names a million times in the, sure. like three months that Whit Weeks <laughs> has been an LSU Tiger. Right. Uh, but when I want to continue the conversation coming up next. Some matchups to watch. Also, Jaden Daniels and Heisman watch. What does that mean this weekend? What does Zach think about that? A third party opinion. Jaden Daniels, getting to New York City. We'll get into that coming up next. But first, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, thanks for making Locked On LSU and Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And hey, college football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. Central on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including Locked On LSU and Locked On Auburn. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Lockdown can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Lockdown College hosts covering their team every day. To find Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Lockdown College YouTube channel, you will not want to miss it. All right, Caroline Fenton, Locked on LSU, Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. I want to get into LSU's offense because that's really fun to talk about. I will talk about LSU's (laughs) offense, any opportunity and any chance I can get. But first, I want to talk about Auburn's offense against
1: Texas
0: A&M. Sorry, sorry. Um, You know, difficult subject to bring up. Against Texas A&M between Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne. Couldn't put together 60 passing yards. But against Georgia, I think we saw that Auburn offense have a little bit of life, still struggle in the passing game. But Peyton Thorne with some wheels, I didn't know where that came from. Uh, Thoughts on this Auburn offense. If Auburn wins, it's by doing what offensively?
1: I think it's by extending drives, keeping Jaden Daniels off the field. LSU is second worst in the SEC as far as allowing average amount of plays per drive. It's over six. Plays per drive is what they allow. And so I I think that's what Auburn's going to lean into. Mm -hmm. They're so bad on third down though, Caroline against Georgia, but two of 12, I believe is what the split was on third down against Georgia. I think they were one of three on fourth down. So the money downs, they did not perform well. And a lot of that's because they're forcing themselves into third and seven plus, and this offense isn't. Built for that, um, to the surprise of of many, myself included. I I thought the passing game would be far better than it is. But there's just so many different aspects of it that need to get better. Peyton Thorne needs to be better. The wide receivers need to be better. The offensive line needs to be a little bit more consistent when it comes to pass coverage. And I think the scheme and the play calling need to fit the strengths of this offense a little bit better. That was the message that Hugh Freeze talked about coming out of the bye week when he spoke to the media earlier this week. We'll see. Can you fix that mid-season in two weeks? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you don't see that happen too often. So I think you found your identity. I think you found your strength as being a running football team against Georgia. If You could run against Georgia. I think you can run against LSU. It's just, is that going to be enough, Caroline? Because if this turns into a track meet, it's over for the, for the, I was about to say for the Tigers, but for the Auburn yeah. Tigers.
0: I, I caught myself doing that last week. So now I'm in the habit of saying just LSU. Yeah.
1: The Tigers um, are going to win. The ti- Tigers will win on Saturday.
0: If I heard that one more time, I swear.
1: You don't I think, think it's
0: they, funny? I, I'm over it. Over it. And it was like the national championship game in 2019. The Tigers and Death Valley are going to win between LSU and Clemson. Nice. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Dads. I get it. Right. Um. So when you said that they're bad on third down, I thought you were talking about LSU. You're talking about LSU's defense because LSU's defense cannot get off the field on third down. And it doesn't matter if yeah. it's third and two or if it's third and fifty-seven. And I'm being dramatic, but they will give up third and long. We saw against Arkansas, I think it was really when it was on full display for me. Right. You know, third and 16. The defense just needs to get a stop. Just get a stop and even you can give up a 12 yard run just for a treat. If that's what you need to do. But they, they let KJ Jefferson roll out of the pocket and lo- hit you know, freshman tight end Luke cause at Arkansas for like a 59 yard touchdown drive. This LSU offense struggles on third down. Now, maybe we saw a little bit of a breakthrough in that second half against Missouri. Maybe, maybe um, yeah. at least got some timely stops and stops when they needed them, but it's almost like unstoppable force and immovable object Into Auburn offense that cannot convert on third down and LSU defense that cannot get off the field on third down. It's either going to be one or the other. I view this game. This is either going to be a breakthrough opportunity for Auburn's passing game, an opportunity for Auburn's offense to maybe find a little bit of life, or this is an opportunity for LSU's defense to build some confidence for the secondary to try and feel like maybe, you know, everybody's been dogging us all season long against an Auburn passing game that's struggling. Maybe you can find a little bit of confidence in a few breakthroughs on that side. Yeah, you know, Both of those things can't happen at the same time, but right. one or the other, one side that has been struggling, Auburn offense, LSU defense, will find some sort of confidence and breakthrough there.
1: Yeah. And obviously if Auburn's going to have a chance to pull off this upset, they've got to convert on third down and they got to score points. They've got to score points and they've got to capitalize in the red zone. There's no question about it. I I don't fully understand why LSU's defensive front has underachieved so far this year. I I don't understand why their pass rush isn't better. I don't understand why their ability to stop the run at the point of attack isn't better. It doesn't make sense to me. They're all four and five star guys. It seems like, so I I don't fully understand that. And so, you know, you kind of think, oh my goodness, in death Valley, you know, Could they flip that switch? I think that's every Auburn fans fear because if that happens, this is over early. uh, I fear Caroline.
0: It's the same question that we are all asking ourselves. And I I expected the secondary to not be great uh, because for the second year in a row, LSU had to build up its entire cornerback room through the transfer portal. LSU only had one returning scholarship corner from 22 to 23. And it's no disrespect whatsoever to the players that came into LSU, but they got players from Syracuse and Southeastern Louisiana and Marshall. And they're good players, and I think they're playing their butts off. I think they're doing everything that they can. But the level of play that's expected at LSU and in the SEC West, they just might not have that talent level. So I think we kind of expected the secondary to struggle. The defensive line is the true mystery. Yeah. And I think you can maybe look back at, um, you know, the, the fact that Brian Kelly didn't truly address the defensive line coaching position. Um, Jimmy Lindsay, who was hired in, in the offseason to be LSU's defensive line coach, unfortunately he's dealing with uh, with medical problems and he's been right. in and out of the hospital since the beginning of the season. John Jancic, who's the outside linebackers coach and special teams coordinator, was named defensive line coach and he has no defensive line coach experience. So maybe it's it's mismanagement of coaching. Um, mismanagement of Harold Perkins, because if you watch that Florida state LSU game, why in the world they put him on the inside is beyond me. And doesn't make sense. Makes zero sense whatsoever. He's
1: such a special player. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that gets drafted and is going to have a much better NFL career Seriously. than a college career. Cause I mean, he's got every trait you could possibly want in an edge player.
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those guys that he doesn't need to have a position put him out there and let him do whatever yeah. the heck he wants to do because that's when he's at his best. So I think they're starting to do that a little bit more is, is putting Harold Perkins in the right place. Mason Smith returning from an injury. Maybe he wasn't 100%. If he's getting back to hundred percent, he said against Missouri, you know, I've been 80%. So I think that this LSU defensive line is starting to maybe show progress bringing yeah. in Pete Jenkins, defensive line guru um, players kind of, finding their spots and defining their roles. It's taking a lot longer than we all anticipated and would have liked. Um, But I think that in that second half against Missouri, they got a couple of sacks, got some timely stops. Maybe you're seeing the LSU defensive line not be horrendous. Just bad. I'll take that.
1: that. And as far as just, you know, other guys for LSU folks to watch, Auburn's tight end, Rivaldo Fairweather, is the bright spot of the passing game. Uh, I think he's been exceptional. He saved the game against Cal uh, when Auburn kind of came down to the wire when they were playing that game at like midnight Mm -hmm. out West. Uh, The running backs are really solid. You know, Jarquez Hunter is really impressive. Brian Batty, the transfer from South Florida. uh, He's been great. Damari Austin was the second string running back. He's dealing with some shoulder issues. He returned to practice early this week. We'll see if he plays. And then Jay Fair, your slot receiver. I think Auburn feels good about him. After that, you know, Auburn went to the portal and got all these outside wide receivers, and none of them have really stepped up mm-hmm. yet. Or they've been battling injuries, and I think that's why the timing of this bye week was so crucial. Guys like Coy Moore, who you guys know very well, the former LSU Tiger. Former LSU in. receiver. That's right. Your quarterback, right. rather. Quarterback. Did he play quarterback?
0: No, he threw a, a pass last year in that game to go on to another example of how weird this game is, oh yeah, a pass right. that got intercepted in the game last season. That's
1: right. I like yeah. blocked that out of my memory. That yeah. is right. Uh, but yeah, yeah. he's um, you know he he's a guy that I think Auburn fans expected more of, but he missed so much of fall camp due to an injury. We'll see if this bye week allows guys like Kim to get more reps because they've got to change something with their wide receivers. It's been so bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand. I get it, and it's it's an offense that I think you know from an outside perspective. It's an offense that just needed some time. Like it's an offense that I think Auburn fans should have a lot of hope in. You know, when Hugh Freeze is your coach.
1: He's a good coach. He's a yeah. good
0: coach. He's a really good coach. Uh, but coming up next, I want to get into our official predictions, our official thoughts on this LSU-Auburn matchup. And we'll get into that coming up here on Locked on LSU and Locked on Auburn.
1: Yeah, and today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. You've got to check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. You don't want to hire a Brian Harson, LSU people. Auburn folks just went through this. You don't want to hire a Brian Harson type employee. You want to hire somebody much better, maybe like a Brian Kelly. You can come in and just change the program. Right away. LinkedIn jobs gives you all the tools to help you win the SEC West in your first year on the job. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find those qualified candidates. You want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Prediction time. You ready for some prediction time?
0: Let's get into some predictions.
1: All right. I, so. Let's just look at the FanDuel Sportsbook line. As we record this, it hasn't moved much, and I didn't expect it to, Caroline. It opened (laughs) at 11.5. It's still at 11.5. So I think we're both taking LSU to win, so maybe we should incorporate the spread when we do this. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, like, I will say, you know, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, but if you are betting on the spread in this game, you are a much braver and stronger individual than I ever will be. Because part of me thinks, I mean, LSU should cover that maybe by halftime. And the other part of me thinks, are you crazy? 11 points this day. When was the last time this game was decided by 11 points? Um, But I will go with my heart on this one. And I'll take LSU to cover the 11 and a half. I just think that this LSU offense, it's not just good. It's not just great. It's best in the country it's statistically the best offense in the country led by a quarterback that I think should be in New York city at the end of the season. Maybe a Homer take. We'll see. Um, I think that should be in New York at the end of the season. He's putting up some of the most impressive numbers through the air and on the ground in all of in the entire country This LSU offense has so many weapons between Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas and Chris Hilton and Kyron Lacey and Mason Taylor. And then you add Logan Diggs on the ground I just think that this LSU offense can put up so many points and it's not something that we've been able to see from this Auburn offense quite yet.
1: Yeah. I think the two most likely scenarios I've talked about it throughout this week, Caroline is LSU scores two touchdowns really quick in the first quarter and Auburn has a couple of three and outs and it's like, okay, the hole's too big and then it's over or, or it's similar to Georgia Right, where Auburn's in this unique situation where I think they're playing the best two players in college football and back-to-back games. It's Brock Bowers against Georgia, and now, obviously, um, Jaden Daniels this weekend, where they shut down Brock Bowers for three quarters. Then that fourth quarter is just there's only so much they can do because yeah. Auburn and Georgia, they were tied going to the fourth quarter. That wouldn't shock me if that was the case, Yeah, but I think if that does happen, I, I just— Jane Daniels is probably going to go off at some point. And it's just, have you done enough on the other side of the ball to kind of be able to match that? I'm not really buying that. So you, I asked you when we when we connected before we clicked record, I'm like, what's it going to be? And and you said, wouldn't shock me if it was three points. Wouldn't shock me if it was 24. And so yeah. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be close, 75% through the game. And then I think LSU's offense is going to break down Auburn's defense. That's my prediction. So with that being said, like 11 and a half, like that's probably not enough. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with LSU as well, but I don't think the final score is going to be, I don't think it's going to tell the full story of like how close the game actually was. If that makes sense.
0: I would agree. Kind of how Missouri LSU played out. Uh, I think it's be
1: very similar to that 10
0: point game, you know, a double digit win for LSU, but they were down 15 in the first half. Yeah, a part of me wants to say 3417 that LSU gets up early and they're able to maintain a lead and maybe it's a garbage time touchdown from Auburn late in the game. Mm-hmm. part of me wants to say 34 31 and it comes down to maybe similar to LSU Arkansas, like those who weren't familiar back and forth game. And it was just a matter of who got the ball last. And it happened to be LSU who scored yeah. last. It happened to be LSU. Um, I, I, I wish that I had a better, a better <laughs> prediction for you, but that is, there is truly no in between. With this no,
1: I, I think we're in the same boat. I think yeah. we're in the same boat there. So, uh, Caroline, to all of your LSU folks, if you want the Auburn side of this and the Auburn side of the reaction, you can check out Locked on Auburn wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we're also on YouTube.
0: Zach, always appreciate you. Enjoy the game on Saturday night. You can check out me and more Locked on LSU breakdown on your preferred podcast platform. And you can also check us out on YouTube as well. For Zach Blackerby, I am Caroline Fenton. Thank you for making Locked on LSU and Locked on Auburn your first listens every single day. Zach, what can the people find on Locked on Auburn tomorrow?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue breaking this down and give more predictions. We'll predict more things. And, um, of course, tell Auburn folks how Auburn can pull off this upset.
0: And same on the Locked on LSU side. Three keys to victory. The things that LSU needs to do. Three things that LSU needs to avoid in order to solidify a win at home in Tiger Stadium. All of that coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Auburn and Locked on LSU.